What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and uh, we've got some interesting topics to hit today because we've hit the mailbag. So the Bucks have a new jersey or an old jersey that is going to be new this season. So we're going to talk about purple jerseys, uh, different uh, lineup rotations, the Chris Milton extension. What's the plan once Brook Lopez uh, reaches that point where perhaps they're looking for a new starting center? So there's plenty of topics to hit today. Uh, let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. And also find my work over at ESPN alongside me is the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Papa Madden. And uh, we, uh, again, we thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or your first watch of every day. And we are still in Greek national team mode. There's no doubt about that. I've been loving all the, uh, all the interactions with our Greek fans and perhaps some new that have just found the show. Uh, perhaps some that have been listening all along. Uh, but as Frank pointed out on one of our previous podcasts, uh, all Bucks fans are Greek, national team fans now, Greek basketball fans, uh, a lot of them are Milwaukee Bucks fans. So it's a pretty good relationship we've got going on. And I joke about Papa Pittman because someone uh, put in the YouTube comments that my name is now Kane Papa Pittman. And I just found it honestly uh, very funny. I'm easily amused, clearly, uh, but I wanted to bring it up. Frank, uh, do you think it's going to stick? Probably. uh i don't know there's some like cane daddy jokes in here somewhere that nah. i'm i'm just i'm i'm not gonna touch so um i mean i am a dad so i guess that's true papa papa can have a, a uh, papa madden has a less weird uh connotation for me i just put my daughter down for the night but uh i don't know let's just leave it let's just move on kane i don't i don't want to talk about kane papa Pittman, even though i feel like it you're going to be using that more often now in your intro. Nah, because I, I think it's actually embarrassing uh, how funny <laughs> I find it. So I don't want to keep bringing it up because people, no one else will think it's funny and I'll still be cracking up. So it'll get old very quickly. Uh, Greece did play overnight, uh, lost to Spain. No Giannis, knee soreness, let's call it knee maintenance. This is, again, uh, nothing new. We've seen this for years. And I spoke with Josh Lloyd on a podcast a couple of days ago. He asked about the knee and I said, well, it's not going to go away. You're going to see knee soreness a lot. But I did uh, laugh a little bit because we had an angry Bucks fan in the YouTube comments the other day, Frank. Uh, and this Bucks fan, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, was like, I am not happy that Giannis is playing for the Greek national team. I do not want to go to a Bucks game this year and see Giannis rested. Uh, this is not good enough. Uh, and then literally 24 hours later, he missed a uh, Greek national team game with knee soreness. So this is the world we're living in. We predicted maybe he wasn't going to play in this game. The only people I feel sorry for is the 16,000 uh, Spanish basketball fans that showed up to this warm-up game. Uh, and there was no Giannis, but he was in the building. So maybe that was uh, still exciting for them. All right, let's get to the mailbag. Uh, Frank, uh, this was on Twitter, by the way. Maybe I'll put uh, a question up on YouTube as well because 
we've got plenty of weeks to roll through this. Uh, but there was some news today. It was around the, the return of the purple uh, jersey. So if I if I pull it up here on the screen for people watching on YouTube that maybe haven't caught haven't caught this, look at this thing of beauty. Going back to the 90s. Going back to the 90s with this one. So there was plenty of questions. Firstly, Frank, do you like this jersey? But Andy Menchel, a uh, good friend of ours, uh, Josh Semero, Jake McCorn, Anil Saw, and Blake. There was plenty of questions about this jersey. Uh, Frank, do you like it? And Anil Saw asked, are you a villain if you don't like them? So maybe these two things tie in together. My diplomatic answer is that it makes me happy that so many people are happy oh, about this beautiful. jersey coming back. Um, you know, I uh, I definitely am more much more interested in jerseys and talking about jerseys than you are, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I would also say I don't like get particularly bent out of shape about them, especially now, like, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, we're getting new jerseys. Like these are the jerseys we're going to be stuck for, for the next, you know, yeah. seven to 10 years. Now with the way we get, you know, new jerseys every year, if you don't like them, wait a year, right? I mean, you'll have to see them 10 times or something, and then they're probably going to be gone. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, um, I, I, I don't, get too bent out of shape about them. There's definitely some that I like more than others. Um, I think the uh, the black and white-ish ones, um, cream accented ones uh, that came out here a few weeks back. I don't think I was on when we talked when you talked about those. I think those are really sharp. I, I mean, they're, they're essentially the same jerseys as the green ones, the dark green ones from a couple years ago, which I thought were, I, I'm not really big on like the antler thing, but I just like a very like, I don't like a bunch of graphics on on the jersey like the original fear of the deer ones to me were kind of cool but they're always like also just kind of busy like the antler horns and all that stuff so i like that these even though you know there's like still the antler thing on the side um i like that it's just a clean bucks word mark and i think the like the black like it's very like kind of you know it's not exactly black and white but it has that kind of very um monochromatic kind of effect i think that's actually cool so I like that one. I might buy myself a uh, jersey of that one. Um, since I'm not a jersey, you a jersey? No, nothing underneath. Guy walking down the street, walking <laughs> the dogs. I mean, I guess I, 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 you know, I think the move for someone my age with, you know, my lack of, you know, beach body would be hmm. to to like wear a sweatshirt and then wear the like jersey over like the sweatshirt or something like that. That might be the. This, you know the, the the most flattering way to wear um a, a, a modern nba jersey um i mean more power to people that can actually wear jerseys and you know not look ridiculous but uh but i'm, I'm not in that that camp but uh yeah i don't foresee myself buying a proper jersey they're also not cheap right um but i think there's been i've, I've during like most i'd say during like most of the bucks jerseys in recent years and i i i mean ever since the rebrand in whatever it was 20 for 2015 i guess it was right because jabari parker's first year they still had the green and reds and then 2015 i think they came out with the new ones um i've just i just generally love the kind of the basic bucks homes and aways and i've liked most of the the other ones but i will say this yes i you know the the, the purple in my lifetime as a fan i became a fan i, I started really watching in 92 93 that was the todd day lee mayberry era rookie year bucks um, and then I believe they had the like green and white 
jerseys for two seasons. And I think that in 94, the, or maybe it was 93, actually, I think it was actually Vin Baker's rookie year. I think it was 93, 94. They came out with the, uh, the new ones, new ones, which are essentially, you know, what these are based on. I, it's weird. Like, even though I was a kid then, I don't have the nostalgia that so many people seem to have for the purples. Um, I, I don't know. And I just generally like, don't like most, I, th I think the late nineties were like the worst Jersey era um, of my lifetime in the NBA, in the, in the NBA. Uh, especially there were a lot of like, remember the shiny Jersey era? Mm. This is a bit of an aside, but just like most jerseys were just like really shiny for a while. And like the late, maybe it was the late nineties, early two thousands. I don't know what it was. And it just like, they just looked like even more absurd, like for normal people to wear them. But anyway, um, obviously the ones that uh, they'll be wearing next year are not shiny. Uh, they've got the classic Nike swoosh logo. Um, I'm sure I'll have a kind of a bit of a soft spot for them, but I just am not a, a big fan of the purple. I just have, you know, negative uh, feelings associated with the mediocre basketball that accompanied most of the era when those jerseys were worn. Yes, the 01 team did wear them, so we'll probably focus more on that. Um, I did see some suggestions of trying to get Glenn Robinson and Ray Allen back into the building next year uh, at some point, you know, which would be cool. Um, but uh, but anyway, so, you know, I'm happy that people are excited about them. And, uh, you know, good for people that like these jerseys. Again, I like the other alternates that we've seen. There's also a, a blue alternate that's been leaked, which hasn't dropped officially yet. I think it's a lot better than the blue from last year, which I really didn't like the blue with the wave very much. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Dust, our friend, Dustin Godsey, Buck CMO, um, Dustin mentioned on Twitter that, uh, they can basically do these throwbacks every five years. So in 2013, they did the 71 ish white jerseys, um, or sorry, no, I'm sorry. 2013, they wore the, the purple head jerseys that the antler, you know, deer jerseys, uh, the green and purple ones that most, that a lot of people like so much. And then 2017, 18, they did the uh, like roughly 71 championship era ones, something like that. And then now 22, they're uh, they're going back to the the purple. So um, by that logic, I guess it'll be another five years before we see like true, you know, just straight throwback jerseys, and we'll see kind of what they do at that point. Presumably, go to the 70s or 80s, given we don't have a whole lot of other time left. But um, but you know, hey, I'm not going to be a hater here. Uh, not really my favorite, but um, you know, end of the day, as long as Giannis looks cool in the jersey, like it'll be fun and uh, people getting excited about it will, you know, it's always good. And as Dustin also mentioned, you know, he's been saying for like almost a decade, people asking when it's 90s night, why they're not wearing throwbacks. Well, now he can finally say they're actually wearing the throw <laughs> throwbacks from the 90s. So, um, so shout out to Dustin. Finally, he can not disappoint people on 90s night when people ask, are they going to wear the 90s era Bucks jerseys? Yeah, no question. We'll have to get Dustin back on the podcast. And you're right, I don't give a stuff about what jerseys they they wear. So that was about six minutes too long, Frank, talking about all the different variations of the jerseys because I don't care. But you're right, a lot of people do care. And I, I think they're fine jerseys. The first Bucks jersey I ever bought was a purple Ray Allen, this exact version. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's my memory with the, with the purple anyway. But let's move on uh, to the basketball stuff. One final point I'll make. If Ray Allen and Glenn Robertson do come back, do you think if they have... George Carl, also a friend of the podcast, walking down the tunnel, he'll get the, the huge standing ovations. <laughs> All right, let's move on. BetOnline.net. Uh, that's, a, that's a good, that's a, that's a good Bucks deep cut though. Like people who remember 
the standing <laughs> ovations for George Carl coming yeah. into the arena back then like that, you know, that's a good way to figure out like who, who was a legit fan back then. But anyway, yeah. I, I mean, it, let's get, it, let's get to the ad reads. I, I just, I don't think it would happen. Let's just say that. But betonline.net <laughs> is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Uh, we had a question, which I don't think we'll get to today, but we had a question about the Bucks championship odds versus Giannis MVP odds. And which one would be the better bet? Uh, I, I think they're both pretty tasty, in my opinion. But if you go to betonline.net, you can get those odds. And check out there. We know our guy Giannis is going to have a massive season. Uh, so Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of days ago, but there is endless uh, props for Kevin Durant. When is he going to get traded? What team is he going to play for? Will he start the season with the Nets? So if you've got any interest in what the heck is going on with Kevin Durant's demands, go to betonline.net. And there's also uh, NFL. Uh, which is going to be coming back really soon, and MLB. Uh, do you think the Brewers are going to finish on top of the division? Go to betonline.net and check the odds there. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, that's uh, okay. Before we get into the, the direct on-court stuff right now, this is a question that comes up a little bit, and I'm, I'd... We've probably spoken about it at some point, but it's a conversation that continues to evolve. So this comes from Maverick Johnson. It's about jersey retirements. Uh, who other than Giannis and Chris will have their number retired? Uh, Maverick suggests one more ring, and he reckons Drew is up on the rafters. I've got some takes on this. What do you think, though, Frank? Let's go to you. It's funny. I think Eric... Was it... Did we ever have this conversation, Kane, or did, did I have this conversation with Eric maybe a few probably years ago? Probably after the I... title, I reckon, Frank. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think I no, I think I think we had this discuss. We had a discussion around this, I believe, pre-title at some point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were at that point we were we were kind of laying out the roadmap for Chris Middleton to eventually right. get his jersey retired. And I think it was, um, I want to say it was the first Bud year because I think there was like a little bit of a question, like, well, this is assuming he re-signs with the Bucks and stays with you know for a number of years thereafter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think at this point, like, obviously, it, it's funny to look back on it now because Chris is, you know, a lock, basically. There's kind of the awkwardness of, and, and you could, you know, so there's a little bit of with Giannis too, right? The fact that Giannis picked the same jersey as Ray Allen and <laughs> Chris has the same jersey as Michael Red, who obviously both those guys, I think, you know, have a better claim on a jersey retirement at this point than their predecessors. Um, but little bit of weirdness there right um ray allen coming back for for 90s night next year might feel a little bit like "Hmm, best player in the world wearing my jersey that's a little bit weird but um yeah i mean it's funny now to look at chris and and he's just a no-brainer you know given that i mean he'll end up you know very high in in kind of many including the scoring ranks kind of all-time bucks uh uh stat categories and and beyond that oh by the way he also was you know this crucial second sook or on a on a title winning team um i would agree that drew has a i would he i say he has the best chance of of joining him um obviously he's a year older but you know you hope that you still have two three years of all-star ish you know level play i don't know if he's ever going to make an all-star team but he had a really good case to make it over chris last year uh you know i think 
it's kind of same thing's going to hold true. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for, for Drew to make an all-star game, um, you know, in the next year or two uh, to see if maybe he can get, get back for the first time in over a decade. But, um, but I think, yeah, Drew, I think uh, is the obvious guy just given, you know, you don't need to be, you don't, you don't need to be around for a really long time if you're playing at an extremely high level, which Drew obviously does. So I, I think we obviously expect him to be here for at least a few more years um so at this point you know he's going on year three if he plays six seasons and he's got you know three maybe four all defense teams he's got a title maybe he sneaks into an all-star game and just generally plays at a really high level um i certainly wouldn't be surprised at all if if drew got his jersey retired and i think everybody else you know again i i think i don't think there's anybody else for me that makes sense to retire a jersey you know Brooke, Pat, Bobby, obviously were, were key role players um, in in helping bring that title home. But you know, again, I, I feel like you gotta put your foot down a little bit on jersey retirements. Um, I think the bar should be very high for that. I think you gotta be like an all star level player to uh, to be uh, to have your jersey retired. And I think you look at the Bucks kind of current retired jerseys. There's definitely you know a couple that you'd look at and we're like, mm, got a little bit went a little bit crazy in like the mid eighties, late eighties with some of the Jersey retirements. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's as simple as saying the big three with, with Drew, you know, being the the most tenuous of that. And that would be assuming that, that he continues to play at a high level for at least, you know, two, three more years. And, and hopefully, yeah, if he wins a title, Hey, (laughs) then, then, you know, if, if Brooke is the key guy in another title winning team, like, Hey, yeah, sure. Let's go crazy. You know, (laughs) Let's start throwing out jersey retirements. I wouldn't have as much of an argument, but um, but I think it's it's uh, it's kind of as 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 was laid out. It's it's maybe Drew, and and that's probably it. Yeah, I think your point about where the the bar is for the Bucks is really interesting because some teams like to just and when I say hand them out, I mean you're still talking about like unbelievable basketball players. So I'm not disrespecting any of those guys, but the Bucks have ten ten players that have had their jerseys retired. Uh, and if you just compare it to a team like, and for the Bucks, I think it's a relevant conversation. If you compare it to Chicago in the nineties, they only retired so far. They've only retired Jordan and Pippen. So, I mean, Chris and Giannis for the longevity, they're going to have 10 plus years, which for the Bucks has basically been unheard of for all-star level players. Obviously Giannis is a no brainer. He's an all timer, but Middleton makes, Absolute sense, even if they don't win another title, but we hope, hopefully, they do. Drew is borderline for me, but based on the bar that's there, if they win another title and he's that gets an all star jersey, perhaps maybe defensive player of the year, something along those lines, and he probably uh, gets it, but no one else. I mean, I see some conversations people get a little bit carried away. Oh, if Pat's at the Bucks for eight years by the time his contract's done, yeah, but I mean, he's not going to be an all star player. You can't have the bar there. I mean, we're talking about retired yeah. numbers. And by the way, the Bucks might run out of numbers if they give, if they hand it to <laughs> to Brooke and Pat and Bobby. PJ, you had a great role. Come back, we'll retire your jersey. Uh, Luke Bill Dozer now, unfortunately. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Bill Russell's number six retired. So the Bucks are, the Bucks have to be careful <laughs> with the numbers they have available at this point in time. But yeah, Drew's the only one that has a chance, I think, out of those two, in my opinion. And by the way, I was I was looking at this as I was going through the Bucks numbers. We got a pretty good record on locked on Bucks, Frank. Out of the ten uh, numbers that have been retired, we've got we've had McLaughlin on the show, 
We've had Bobby Dandridge on the show. Uh, we've obviously had Marcus Johnson on the show. Uh, so we're just going to keep going through the list. Keep going through the list and see if we can uh, we can pick up a few more. Uh, Kareem, we'll uh, we'll wait and see. That uh, that one might be a little bit <laughs> might be a little bit difficult to get, but I'm not rolling it out. You're gonna have to wait until he has another like Sherlock Holmes crime novel or whatever come out, and then you're gonna have to Primo. hit his public hit his publicist for like, hey, we'd love to talk to Kareem about his novel writing career, and maybe we can ask him some basketball stuff. Oh, by the way, so yeah, that's our angle. So anyway. We just hopefully his tell. I'm sure his publicists are just watch the show or listen well, listen slash watch this show religiously. So we just kind of gave away our tactics, but so it goes. Uh, speaking of Chris Milson, so a question on his extension uh, upcoming. This question comes from uh, <laughs> Jair Alexander. By the way, uh, wow. it's always it's always great to have uh, Packers uh, listen to the show. And by the way, we're we're always very happy to have any Green Bay Packer that wants to come on the show. I, I think the probably my number one target would be Bakhtiari for the the support uh, he has shown the Bucks over the years. But Chris Milton extension, so he's got he's under contract this year. Player option for next season and forty million dollars. Uh, obviously, extension eligible or, or he is right now. He obviously will be next off season. Frank, let's let's be honest. You're the man to throw to here. Uh, what's the situation with Chris Milton? Just the facts. What's the facts? I think I think Eric laid this out uh, yeah. at the athletic recently. I mean, I I think the general, I mean, to me, the general rule of thumb is like, is he opting in or is he opting out right next summer? Um, and I don't I don't really have a good feel for I, I, the the hardest part with with guys once they reach sort of this age range is you know that you're going to be paying for out years that are presumably, and again, you cross your fingers that Chris with his skill set will age well, but, you know, by the tail end of a, you know, three plus one extension, or if he opts out a four-year extension, you're not expecting that to be, be Chris Middleton at you know, like 35 years old. So again, you have to be really careful that you're not kind of, you know, that you're, that you're looking far enough into the future and you're being realistic about where your roster is going to be at that point and what you're paying for. And I mean, let me say kind of start with the caveat that especially what we've seen with this Bucks team and the Bucks front office, what we know about what Giannis values, you know, I don't think Giannis is on the trade machine looking, <laughs> looking at what kind of deals he could make for Chris Middleton. I think his view is, you know, I mean, he said it right. Like this, the saddest day uh, for him in the NBA is when he he can no longer play with Chris or whatever that comment he made last uh, year or two ago. Um, I would be very surprised if Chris Middleton went into free agency a year from now, opting out of his contract, and there wasn't some understanding with the Bucks about what happens next and and what kind of contract he was going to resign. I I fully expect, you know, he will be with the Bucks beyond uh, that option year next season so not this coming season but the season after and again that's going to be moving him into a different kind of a later stage of his career um but again you kind of look at where the bucks are where drew is with his contract you know again to kind of tear the bucks down to the studs and try to go sign some like a max free agent or something like i mean i get it i get why people may mean that in theory but 
I mean, again, you'd have to really like, literally take away basically like kind of all the core guy, <laughs> all the core guys that got you here um, and, and start over. And, and that just, that just doesn't seem like it's going to be the Bucks MO. I, I think it's much more likely that the Bucks just kind of ride this, this core into the sunset. And then there may be a hard landing at the end of that. And we'll see how patient Giannis can be at that point when Drew and Chris are kind of aging out a bit. And Giannis is, you know, at that point, you know, still, let's say around 30, 31 years old. So that's the part maybe we don't want to talk about so much as Bucks fans, but that's, you know, at some point, I think that's going to come here because I I don't think the Bucks are going to, you know, look to trade those guys in advance of that or whatever. So, um, so I think that to me, the, the most interesting question is, he has a player option at 40 million. So where do you go from there, right? I think if you're a rational viewer of the game, you'd probably say, eh, thereafter, I don't think he's going to be a $40 million a year player. Flip side being the cap, we'll, presumably we'll see what happens with the next collective bargaining agreement. The TV deal, I think it comes in, what, 24, 25, or after that season, somewhere around there. So you are starting to get into potentially a much higher cap world on this extension, which could again, mitigate, you know, the, the potential harm of, of giving an agent Chris Middleton, a huge extension. But um, again, is Chris Middleton going to get, you know, a $40 million contract starting salary if he were to hit free agency a year from now? I mean, there's going to be a lot more teams with cap space, but I don't know. That's a lot, that's a lot of money, right? I don't think he's going to be doing appreciably better, even if he is a 35% max eligible guy at that point. So, um, so I think, Again, there's a good chance that he, I think the goal would be to get him at a declining number off of that. Um, and then I think it's really a, just an interesting question of like, does his agent, does Chris, do they see that as, as realistic? Are they expecting more? Um, you know, it is notice, notable, Drew could have gone to free agency um, and and got and been eligible for a way bigger salary than he what he got. He signed the quote unquote max extension when um, you know before the, the title run, but he took less money than he could have if he went to free agency. And I I could definitely see something similar with Chris where they're able to get him on a longer term deal where he's not going out and getting you know another max deal. And keep in mind, even at a thirty percent max eligible last time, he didn't get actually a full max contract, which is is makes sense because I don't think he's a max player. So. Again, whether he opts in and he gets an extension off that, I think the opt-in and extend would technically only be eligible this off-season. He could decline, um, basically decline the the player option and sign an extension um, up until next off-season. So again, it's not like there's a ticking clock for this summer necessarily, um, but I think it does put the Bucks and Chris in an interesting situation because they kind of have to start acknowledging sort of the mortality of, of his game and and the likelihood that he's going to start declining. So again, I think he, I think going into next summer, there will be an understanding, maybe not an official contract signed at that point about where he's going to be. I think if you're the Bucks, you probably don't mind the idea of going into the season, actually getting a look at him and making sure that there isn't some decline coming this year. And you hope the injuries are not, you know, anything that really impacts him um, this season or long-term either the wrist or, or the, or the knee. But um, again, maybe a little bit of caution and not just saying like, oh yeah, here, you know, let's just max this out and ride it out. And, you know, 
throw caution to the wind. I, I think being a little bit uh, careful about that and going into the season and sort of letting letting things play out a little bit and seeing how the team is looking and seeing how Chris is looking, I think that's probably the most prudent move. But the flip side is I don't think you want to get to next summer and be in a position where you're daring Chris Middleton to go to free agency because you're, you know, lowballing a potential extension either. And on future episodes that we have the mailbag, we'll get to the Brook Lopez uh, decision as well, which a bunch of Bucks fans are, are super interested in. But the, to, to your point, uh, we had another question in the mailbag that was around the quote-unquote culture, whatever, the, the feel in the locker room, what the Bucks have been able to build. We all understand uh, that's around Giannis and what he values. But also I think Bud and the, he is a player's coach and the personalities of the guys that play around Giannis. And it's going to be really difficult for the Bucks to get to the point, particularly if they win a title this year. You've won two titles with this group. You win two titles, and do you? you I don't think I don't foresee the Bucks blowing it up with the guys that have absolutely led them to that title. But also, then you're you're balancing. Well, these guys deserve whatever they're going to get on the market, and we probably should pay them what they've been able to bring to the franchise. What does that mean long term? And the reality is there's going to be some Bucks fans out there that don't give a crap. And they'll say, well, we want to maximize Giannis's future. He's still under 30 years old. If you max Chris Milton, is that maximizing the potential for Giannis to win multiple rings down the road? It will depend on how those guys age, I think. But yeah, no, no question. I think next summer is going to be far more interesting than anything uh, we saw this year. But uh, interested to hear what people think. Uh, the one last point I'll make, and everyone knows that I love Chris Milton. Oh, I just love it that we're already talking about the next Chris Milton contract. Remember all those tweets? Mark my words. The Bucs are going to regret this contract with Chris Milton. This is a disgrace. This is embarrassing. He does not deserve all this money. Uh, that was dumb at the time, and it's proven to be dumb now. So I enjoy. I enjoy. Remember, remember, there was, uh, you know, there were the people that were saying you're going to regret paying Chris Milton and not Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, that you know, worked out forward, well. Malcolm Brogdon's like, you know, plays 40 to 50 games a year and just got, you know, basically gifted to Boston. Again, I think he's a good fit in Boston, but essentially I think looks like looks like he's going to come off the bench and basically be, you know, kind of a super sub. He's kind of realized that he's not the guy, you know, he's not a top end starter um, in Indiana and nobody really wanted to give up a whole lot to to give him a chance to to be a starting caliber point guard elsewhere so you know credit to him for kind of realizing that like basically he's the guy that the bucks were <laughs> he's basically how the bucks used him is essentially his best role right being kind of a role-playing starter slash you know second unit kind of scorer type um but that was funny and then there was also the like hmm, should the bucks have given you know bogdan bogdanovich uh the 72 million dollar four-year contract that the jazz got him for like would that have been a better deal than giving chris middleton way more money than that hmm no like there whatever incremental flexibility you get from having bogdan bogdanovich does not get you you know a a higher end star somehow some some other way so anyway so yeah we were right stupid people <laughs> were wrong and uh you know moving uh, on it's it's happy days <laughs> All right, we've got plenty more questions. I'm going to wrap this episode right now, though, because we have to keep it to 30 because there's far too much off-season to come, uh, Frank. So I haven't discussed this with you. If you want to continue chatting, we can start a new episode. But I'm cutting it right here uh, for this week. 
Uh, obviously, we'll keep you guys all up to date with the Greek uh, national team. Any news that comes through, mostly from our friends over there in Greece, Harris, of course, friend of Locked On Bucks. And I think Eric Name's lurking around there somewhere. He was trying to act like he wasn't over there to watch basketball, but he's not fooling anyone. You, it's not a family holiday, Eric. You're over there to, to try and get some scoops. So who knows? We'll see if any news comes up. More questions to come. I'll put something on YouTube uh, so the exclusive YouTube uh, watchers, viewers can throw their questions in as well. And we'll continue hitting them uh, over the next few weeks. So thank you for listening. We'll be back next time.